Riding Around is an improvised recap of a sitcom that never existed. Enjoy! I'm Kelly Quinn. And I'm Malin Von Euler-Hogan. We met as actors on the hit early 2000s sitcom Riding Around, the first network comedy ever to be filmed entirely on... And around... A bus. And we're still pretty good friends. And now we're doing the official Riding Around fan podcast. Each week, we'll talk about an episode of the show and bring you interviews, fun facts, and behind-the-scenes stories that only two people who were on the bus can tell you. Come ride around with us. Well, hello, Malin. Hey there, Kelly. How are you? <laughs> uh, great to see you. It's a it's another beautiful day recording this podcast together. What's new on your end? Anything new to share with the fans? Yes, actually, I'm, I'm really excited to share this, but I heard back from Tova. Oh, <gasps> no. Yes, listeners might remember our episode that we did with Tova. She is one of the executives who helped get Writing Around made, and she very kindly had uh, asked me or allowed me to email her a mm-hmm. uh, project I was working on. And mm-hmm. this was, I don't know, back in November, I want to say, and I just heard back. <gasps> What's the update? What was the, do you well, mind it sharing? A, it was a quick, short little email, a couple lines, you know how busy she is. And right. she said, she's going to give me a call sometime soon to discuss. <gasps> yes. Oh my gosh. Well, isn't that thrilling? Yes. So I emailed back and said, should we, should we set a time? You know, should we get this on the books? And I haven't heard back from Matt yet, but I think she has my number. So I think it's going to be any day now. I'm probably going to be getting a phone call, which is really, really exciting. Oh my gosh. Wow. I mean, excitement for both of us in the air, Mullen. I know I told you this, have to give props to your assistant for knocking it out of the park, but you had offered very generously to connect me with your reps. Mm -hmm. I reached out to your assistant. She did. And she put together a meeting. And if you can believe it right away, they got me an audition. Oh my gosh. So I actually just put myself on tape for a Netflix film, which I'm really excited about. For a Netflix, oh my God. A Netflix movie. Yeah. They are doing so much stuff these days. That is exciting. So can you talk about it? What's what's the part? Well, yeah. So I would be playing the friend of the mom of the lead character in the movie. So the lead character played by Millie Bobby Brown. Her oh. mom, I think, still not cast yet. They might be trying to cast my role first and then see how the chemistry is between us just as, you know, because I'm a good friend of the moms. Um, but really excited about that. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wouldn't it be fun if I played the mom, huh? <laughs> I mean, that's what I was wondering. I was thinking, because we're kind of, you know, we're similar demo. It's kind of interesting that they immediately got you in there, for, which I love. I really, really love this mm-hmm. news. This is well, so cool. Well, maybe it's that you have such a baby face, you know, maybe you're not ready to play a mom yet, you think? Because oh, they already know I've played a mom on TV. So maybe that's what they're, they're thinking. That's true. They might still have me pegged as kind of a young I won't mm-hmm. say ingenue, but whatever the mm-hmm. next kind of step up from that is mm-hmm. age-wise. Yeah. Well, Kelly, best of luck. I mean, how, how did it feel putting a tape together? It's been a while, right? Oh, yeah. If, you know, it's a muscle that I will say mm-hmm. I've not used much lately. And tough couple hours with Derek, who's, you know, my husband who helps me self-tape at home. It's always a tense, you know, I'm nervous and he's nervous about getting it right. right. And yeah. So I think we won't be doing that again. I'll be using a service next time or going to a friend's house. But really nice to get back into it. So fingers crossed. Well, how about 2023, huh? We're both off to an amazing start. <laughs> an amazing start. And it's going to keep going strong because we have season two, episode 17 of Riding Around to recap today. And we have a wonderful guest joining us. 
Yeah, I'm really excited about this guest. She has gotten us out of many a pickle and she really Mm. helped make writing around the smash success that it was and is. So Mm -hmm. join us in welcoming to the show today, our friend, a PR superstar, Erica Jane. Hi. Hi, girls. Good to see you. Oh, my kids. I'm happy to see you. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, that's what you can't think of us as your kids. We're, we're peer, we're, we're the same age. Oh, I think so. But you know, I think of you all as family. You're my kids. It's just sort Mm -hmm. of stuck in stuck in my head. It's how I think of everyone. Uh, Well, it's mutual, I'm sure that you think of me as your child. No, just as family, you know, just Ah, uh, a cousin or an aunt or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe a second cousin because it has been a while, Erica, we were just talking about when maybe the last time we even saw you was definitely at the rap party. Right. Because you were with mm-hmm. us for all seven seasons of the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know we had some some phone calls. Uh, you and I, you really helped me out when I got into a bit of a sticky situation. Yeah. A little mm. crisis management was happy to help with all of that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm always here for you, whether I'm a second cousin or a mother or <laughs> anything like that. I'm always here to help you girls out if I have the time. Right. Well, it was a tough time for you, Mullen. I want to say, I remember yeah. some of the tweets you were doing after you got kicked off of Dancing with the Stars in an early round. And yeah, who among us wouldn't have had those feelings? if we were in the same situation. Right. And I think what people have to realize, and this was kind of the attack we took, was that this is me feeling, it's not about the other dancers Mm -hmm. or the other celebrities. This is about me. I was going through a personal thing at the time. Just, Mm -hmm. it it coincided with a divorce, with a, Mm. you know, whatever. So Erica, you were such a lifeline at that time and and really helped me kind of take control and take down those offensive tweets and and really just get back (laughs) on the horse. living my life as the sort of the positive public figure I'd like to be, like to be seen as. Of course. Well, I'm happy I was able and free to be able to help you at that time. And I I mean, Twitter has been okay for you for now. So glad it's all buried. It's all buried. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Eric, I have to ask, how much of your job would you say is retroactive crisis management? Yikes, I got to get this stuff offline versus how much is the more proactive end Uh, I'm trying to promote these people, get their faces out on the airwaves, that kind of thing. Well, normally, if it's, uh, you know, good talent, 70% of it is, you know, Mm. getting the name out. 30% is what we like to call spinning or, you know, crisis management. Because if you are properly media trained, you don't go on Twitter rants or you don't go and stand on a couch on Oprah or, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. give David Letterman a lap dance or anything like that. So... Mm. Now, who's that last one? I don't know that. That was Drew Barrymore, I believe. Oh, uh, wow. Not, oh, uh, not a client, not a client, not a not a kid, not one of my kids. Um, <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> it was before, my, before I got in the game, but uh, it's just something we sort of lore that we talk about in the, uh-huh. in the field. But yeah. I think if you have the right people and they're properly media trained and they know how to go about things... Hopefully it's it's a lot more fun work that you get to do versus the uh, how do we scrub the Twitter and Mm. get all of the articles hidden so that when they Google Mollen's name, it's not the first thing that comes up, you know. Mm -hmm. And we were able to hide that on Google. with. Yeah, you taught me a lot about what is it, Mm. SEO and how to kind of manipulate Mm -hmm. that. And yes, we just made it so yeah, if you Google Mollen, it's more older historical obituaries are coming up versus, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. yeah. Which hopefully people know isn't me. I'm I'm still here, still still available. You know, mm-hmm. not yeah. dead, not dead yet, not dead yet. Right. No, mm-hmm. no. 
a career almost was, but you're Ugh. not. So yeah, <laughs> That's good. Oh, well, I, I will say we didn't actually get media trained back in the writing around days because we weren't exactly doing a lot of press and stuff. I, yeah, well, I would have been happy to, but I think I guess the media at the time was a little more interested in in Gus and in Andrea and mm-hmm. and of course Harvey when he right. kind of got heartthrob status. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were all yes, and over the bigger him. stars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I tell you, in that first season, I I was having to push people away. They all wanted to be able to interview Gus, get him on the cover, come to my event, mm-hmm. come on my show, and I would say, well, you know, he's he's booked this time, but we do have these two other actors who would be available for interviews, or mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could be sort of like the second guest on your talk show, filler, anything like that. And it just, um, people just weren't biting. Filler. You were using the word filler. Wow. Oof. Tough to hear, I got to yeah. say. But that's the reality of the business. You know, you're not always going to be the lead hitter, you know, what, I don't know, baseball at all. I, I don't know guess. why I would have chosen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, that's not, that, that's just the lingo that we use. Again, it doesn't, you know. They need that second guest. You know, you're going to have John Travolta on and then you're going to have triumphant all comic dog. So it's going to be uh-huh. the A and the B, the, mm-hmm. you know, the people you come for and then the people you fall asleep to. So, oh, I would have loved to be on Conan. I'm just such a fan of Conan O'Brien. Just what he does. Yeah, the right. string dance. He's uh, so hilarious funny. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Gus was great. He would always go on Conan and he had like a little bit he would do every every time he was on there. And it really... It was really a wonderful, wonderful place to be able to go and take a take a kid to. So, uh, so would you go physically and accompany him to these visits, or how involved is a PR person in all of that? Yeah, so it uh, I would go and I would be in the green room because again, you're getting media prepped. Here's what you're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. You know, here's the here's the game that they might want to play with you or anything like that. So I'd be I'd be around, and I got really really close with Gus in those first couple of seasons when he was. Quite hot, and then towards the mm-hmm. end, as it as it was sort of resurging with people uh, mm-hmm. for the for the show to be going away, so we became very close. I just saw him for New Year's, and um, oh, I, no is way. that right? Oh, wow! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that yeah. that you're you've stayed so close with him. Yeah. That's so yeah. cool. He's so busy these days. I mean, very busy. Yeah, I stay close with him. Uh, you know, I, I stay close with Diana Bones, who created the show because she's oh, huge on, you know, of course. Yeah. invited to every festival, honorary awards at Golden Globes and Emmys and all of these things. So, yeah, I would say I'm, I'm pretty close, keeping constant contact with, I would say, probably about 60 percent of, of the cast and bigger EPs and creators. Oh, no. Isn't that so nice? Wow. It's Gosh. really nice. So speaking of Diana, I don't know if you're going to remember this because this is ages ago, mm-hmm. but it was around the time we were shooting this episode that there started to be a rumor circulating and we weren't sure where it came from, but that a pack of wild dogs was infesting the set mm-hmm. of riding around. And the truth of it was just that I'm sure you remember Diana's little Yorkie poo was just a very badly behaved dog and running around, but that really started to take off like on Facebook pages and you're we hearing that all over. Did you have much hand in having to control that? Well, I'll tell you what. I didn't only have a hand in controlling it. I was the hand that pushed it to the <gasps> blind items. No. It's, uh, Wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, Erica. Oh, I can I can come clean. I can come wow. clean. It's been years, but uh, you know, when you're trying to make stories, make news about the about the show you work on, sometimes you got to give blind items from the set, and uh, okay, you know, yeah. this was one of one of those little blind items that I had sort of trickling out to the entertainment weeklies of the world. So the, you're reaching was... pretty deep in Goodness. the bag, then. Wild dogs. I mean, and people <laughs> cared about it. That's so. People cared about it. I tried to offer up, you know, onset romances, hinting, mm-hmm. but they some of the they didn't really care about some of the cast members I may have been mentioning. Okay. Mm-hmm. So okay. I've kept, you know, going. I always have my right. PR hat on, always spinning, always spinning. And, you mm-hmm. know, I saw Diana's she was over for uh Tuesdays We Have Wine. And um <laughs> Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. She was over with the dog and I just thought to myself, you know what? There's something yeah. there. And I pitched that and then that just took off like wildfire. That was a good day. I got, a, I got a raise that year. It went crazy, too, because we were in the midst of the parrot arc at the time, too. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of the, you know, who will make a lot of noise is the animal rights folks. And they were Oof. really concerned that this pack of wild dogs was going to get to the birds, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was a lot of, yeah, a lot of talk. And understandably so. If you really think that a pack of wild dogs is on the set of the show that also has a lot of birds on it, one of whom has already passed away. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's gonna make it's gonna make news. Wow. So how did you how did you resolve it? Was it is it just best to come clean and say it's just one dog? Or you know, how do you how do you get out of something like that? Well, you know, I sort of let that spin for a while. And then uh, just also naturally with the news cycle, what's in right. one day is going to be out yeah. the next. So we all eventually have these little people... goldfish brains these days. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most people wouldn't remember like my tweets, for example, like they're just someone, mm-hmm. you know how many people have done right. bad tweets since my tweets? Oh God. Right. So many. Yeah. 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 I, I think people would probably still remember your tweets. They were pretty um, inflammatory and okay. yeah. nasty and Right. Best to keep the head down. But, you know, we haven't I mean, we haven't heard a peep about it since we started the podcast, which I would think actually would be an ideal opportunity for anyone who's still mad about the language you used to say, hey, don't support this podcast because the creator thinks this, this and this. And guess what? Haven't heard a peep. So you did your job well. Once again, Erica, you're going to hear that a lot this episode. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That'll be the last time I mention it, too. So sorry. Smart. Yeah. My PR advice would be don't talk about it anymore. I think uh, you've already brought it up about three times here. So I think you really just, you got to not even have it on your wavelength. That's kind of the problem with this podcast sometimes Mm -hmm. is I feel like I'm just talking to friends, talking to Mm -hmm. family. And And then it goes out the door. Can escape Mm -hmm. me that actually we've got thousands of listeners hanging Mm -hmm. on every word. And Mm -hmm. so listeners, I'll just say to you, maybe treat this as our kind of, our little secret pretend like mm-hmm. it's a conversation we're having right fireside chat yeah yeah we don't need to take anything that's discussed here public per se unless you want to compliment the show let a friend know mm-hmm. that you're listening and enjoying that we would obviously welcome and of course if anything does blow up give me a call if i have the time yes. i will help you as i can mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah so what are you doing these days erica are you still in-house at nbc are you freelance have you got your own shop i'm still in-house at nbc i will be wow. I will be there until I think I'm under the ground. (laughs) I love NBC. I started there as an intern, started on the Joey show. Mm. Oh. Intern on Joey. That was uh, my first gig. And then uh, got hired. And um, first show I was actually, uh, you know, sort of leading was riding around. So as you can imagine, it was... It was a very fun show. Yeah. Oh, you must have knocked it out of the park on Joey, though, to get that. 
Totally. That bump. Well, Joey was a bit of a shit show. Um, despite having a, a great cast, it was pretty critically panned and, um, uh. you know, ratings were absolutely, I got more teeth in my mouth than I had viewers for that show. So, yeah, it was pretty bad. So I, I was really nervous for your show when I heard the premise and, uh, you know, just sort of the no names that were attached as the cast. I was like, well, All here right. we go. It's going to be Joey again. But thankfully, sometimes yeah. lightning, lightning strikes when you least expect it. Right. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, this is so funny that you mentioned lightning striking in a completely different sense. I did feel that lightning struck for me this episode that we're going to recap, which at some point we'll get to recapping. As you, if you've listened <laughs> course, to yeah. any episodes of this podcast, we I get there it. eventually, folks. Oh, you know, okay. mm -hmm. uh, but it, there's so much fun in the chit chatting. But as we were filming this episode, is when I had a bit of like a, a come to Jesus moment with my my now husband Derek, who was also my husband at the time. You know, he and I. He came to do a little set visit. He came to give me a little kiss on the cheek. And I hadn't told anyone else on set that I was married. And so I, I panicked. I told everyone it was a delivery guy I was close with and seeing often enough that it was okay that he kissed me on the cheek. But then I, I took him into my trailer and I said, you can't do that. And I tried to explain my stance on why it was that I wanted to be pretending to be single. And he said, no, I won't stand for this. And as a result of that conversation, I sort of had to come out to the cast as being a married person. And Erica, you were so helpful with that conversation while also being clear that it wasn't technically part of, didn't fall under the purview of your technical job responsibilities. You know, you gave me some great talking points about just, sorry, I've been untruthful. If it helps, these are the reasons I was untruthful. And by the end, I want to say that most people really understood why I had done what I'd done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm very happy that I was able to be there for you as well. And I just kept saying, this is not an issue. This is this this mm -hmm. is not an issue. You're making this up in your head. Nobody, <laughs> right. nobody cares. Uh, right. Yeah. You're not the hot one. So it's uh, it, it right. Was, oh, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. That's tough to hear. But I mean, at the time, you know, you're in your 20s in Hollywood and you're like, I am that girl and I want to be that girl. But yeah, I think I'm sure you're right. You know, I was blowing it up into a big much ado about nothing. Well, I will say, you know, last week when we spoke with Alexander about Jackie and Ron, he did say that it was helpful for him to see you as a single woman, at least for that first episode. So so maybe it wasn't pointless, Kelly. Yeah. I mean, okay. Thank you. He did say it helped him mentally. Uh, just yeah. the idea of connecting romantically with a woman who is married, he said, is not, not really his style. So yeah, it did help for him to think I was single. Okay, great. Okay. So maybe so, it was so all I, worth it ultimately yeah, because I was what right we got to do that. From the Jackie and Ron storyline was really I I you know, maybe you weren't both the hot ones. I mean, that's subjective, but right. I think I I I, I love that storyline. And oh. you know what? Lily and Tom weren't quite giving us anything yet. So, so it was right, nice to see. Yeah. All that will they won't they it's like, well, how much of this do I need to see? Right. You know, I mean, it turns out audiences loved it for all seasons of it. and they seasons, won all but... of it. Yeah, back mm -hmm. and forth, back and forth and mm -hmm. carried the whole show. Some people like to say, right? Well, yeah, all this talk of the Jackie and Ron stuff. Why don't we read the synopsis for episode 217? Frankie gets cut from the basketball team and has to figure out a new identity for himself. Meanwhile, Sylvia sees Ron and Jackie kissing and has some tough questions for her mom. So Erica, are you reviewing these scripts ahead of time as a PR person? I'll tell you what, I didn't, I never read a script for the show. Um, no. <laughs> I, 
I I um, was more so about, you know, we would have meetings with, you know, producers. If there were big storylines that they would want us to push, we would go mm. out to press with it. But I was not, you know, in the weeds. I didn't care. Mm. So <laughs> and you would just say it straight out like that. You didn't care. Don't care. <laughs> not interested in this show that's giving you a job, essentially. No, 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 no. Well, you can't say that to executives because, you know, right. I was the network and, uh, you know, the, oh, right. the production yeah. companies and creatives. You have to sort of, you know, you got to really handhold. But it wasn't, I wasn't getting into the minutia of mm-hmm. C storylines, B storylines. I wanted to know who are the big guest stars that are going to be coming on? Mm-hmm. What are the big plot points? Are Lily and Tom finally going to be together. You know, mm-hmm. these are the big things that then I can go out to a TV guide and say, hey, we mm. have Jack Quell and Bissette coming on right. Right. as yeah. a guest star. <laughs> do you want to be on set when he's there? Mm-hmm. Do you want to do a cover story? Anything like that. But me, you know, teasing out the small things, nobody, right. nobody's going to care about. Oh, you know who's coming up in a few episodes is Lisa Lampanelli. Now that must have mm-hmm. been a fun one to kind of push out there to, to yeah. all your media contacts about they were lapping that one up. They were they were lapping up lapping at la- Lampanelli. It, <laughs> uh-huh. it, it, it was, um, I believe we had an exclusive with Entertainment Weekly for that one. So mm. uh, we were able to announce that this was back, you know, when print was still a thing, if you can believe uh, it. So you were yeah. really able to keep guest stars a secret until, mm-hmm. you know, they were out there. But Lisa was great. You know, she did a couple articles for us, some interviews. We got her invited to the Met Gala. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, which either of us, I mean, gotta say, would have killed to go to. But nice that someone representing the show was there. Yeah. And And she looked great. Yeah, she looked stunning. She, You know, ultimately, (laughs) one episode of this show and you guys Mm -hmm. invested Mm -hmm. so many resources into into her and into promoting her. And that's just so... It's a, I guess it's just a fascinating look into this side of how things work. I, I wouldn't have thought that NBC would care so much about a, a one episode arc. By right. But Mullen, you and I are looking up. at it from the artist side, right? From right. the craft side. And right. ultimately right. that's not the side that Erica no. and her folks in PR are approaching it from. It's about mm-hmm. money. It's about eyeballs. It's, and, exactly. And fair enough, you know, because that kept us going. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, it was it was great to be able to have these, you know, big moments. Uh, you know, the Emmy win for Gus was huge for us getting to go to the Emmys with him yeah. and, you know, mm-hmm. the, the the after parties, um, oh, fun. the before parties, you know, being in that in the room and the press line with him. And then again, mm. Lisa at the Met Gala. <laughs> um, <laughs> So what's your involvement? Say the Emmys are, if you go with Gus, because we were at the Emmys, mm-hmm. but we didn't really do the whole red carpet step and no. repeat. Oh, no, there are photos of us. So we must have done a yeah. step and repeat at least. Right. But we're not getting, we're not getting asked to wear designer gowns or anything like that. Right. Sure. We're not hearing sure. all the reporters like Kelly, Mullen, you know, mm-hmm. da, da, da. Right. Mm-hmm. so are you, mm-hmm. when you're going down the line with Gus, are you fending off people? Like, cause you obviously want to talk to the big outlets, less so the small outlets. How do you handle that? Well, you know, I just sort of level set with Gus. Who do you want to talk to? What are your priorities? And I'll talk to his team as well. Cause he's got, you know, when you're a star, you have a lot of people around you. Right, so they might right, right. prioritize a people magazine over, uh, you know, uh, AARP or whatever. So, <laughs> and they actually, I will say, were very big supporters of the show. They, I think, a lot of seniors enjoy taking the bus, rely mm-hmm. on the bus. And so they mm-hmm. did 
connect with our show. There was a, yeah. an angle there that they wrote right, about. Especially with Ethel. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, the sort of older mm-hmm. woman on the bus. Yeah. Right. right. So, you know, there's different, there's different trades you can go out to based on, you know, who the, who the star is or the storyline. So with Gus, it was always, you know, top tier. I want to stop at people. I want to stop at E. I want to stop at, you know, entertainment tonight and then take me inside. So we would do that. I would go, we would hit him. He'd go inside. Mm-hmm. I'd come back out, grab another cast member, take him down, bop, 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 bop. Mm-hmm. go inside wow. um so it's just me constantly running back and forth and i'll tell you what i got my i we didn't know how to count steps then but i'm sure i got my steps in so uh. um <laughs> so it was just me sort of going back in and out for all the cast members to be able to to, to go down the red carpet and uh mm-hmm. and yeah. have well, that moment <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you, so right. you girls yeah. you girls were uh in the grandstand or where were you how did you how mm-hmm. did that happen how did that how was that allowed well, I just know that someone from the network sent a car and I got in it and I, yeah, was we were kind of dropped off. Kelly, we were picked up together, I want to say, because mm-hmm. at the time we, we lived close by each other. Yeah, and, and to time. be honest, I was glad because this is my first kind of award show situation. I needed a, yeah. a buddy going into And neither that. of us got a plus one. Yeah. So we had to really right, right. stick together. Yeah. I liked, I liked the dress I wore. Um, I don't think I would have worn it again. You know, if I had known just how things photograph, you don't always realize, you know, that something that looks good in a mirror isn't always going to look great um, in a photo. Sometimes right, with a Getty watermark over it. For yeah, sure. right. Yeah. But mm-hmm. sometimes the sheerness of something can kind of surprise you <laughs> once you've got, you know, a flash. On oh, you. wow. I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about how just straight up transparent that dress you wore was. Yeah. You know what? Now that you talk about it, I remember. I remember there being some, some you know, uh, mm-hmm. us weekly uh oh at the uh, at the Emmys with your photo. I do remember that now. I remember it was uh, it was very revealing. Um, mm. Yeah. And I do remember that but, sliding but, across but so my modest. desk. That's so, it was so <laughs> modest. The cut covered almost every inch of skin. And that's what I had. When a flash hit it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I had liked about it was the modest cut. And so right. to kind of, you know, accidentally go in the opposite direction. But yeah, mm-hmm. Erica, you helped talk me down after that one too, because I was pretty right. upset. At this. God, and you've gotten totally commando too. So just... Here I am thinking, okay, no underwear lines. We like that. And then mm-hmm. oof, no bra, yeah. no bra lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, I didn't need one that, you know, it was just, it was ugh. a turtleneck. That's right. I do remember that now that's a, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a good memory. I do remember that mall and uh, that story of the, with the photo coming across my desk. That was, yeah, that was very fun. Yeah. <sighs> So let's say maybe someone, for example, who hasn't acted in a while or had much come their way in a while, wanted to generate some PR, not in the way of a nip slip or anything mm -mm, scandalous, but some good PR. What's an example of something they might do? (sighs) Well, I think finding a way to be able to maybe do something charitable, start a charity <gasps> of some sort is a great way to be able to get some oh. good PR. Oh, no, that's interesting. Giving back. You're both actors. Say you go into an elementary school and you teach acting classes. Maybe. Well, I wasn't someone... necessarily speaking about us. I yeah, just no. sort of oh, more just, okay. general, just a general question. question. Yeah. But that oh, is such okay. an intriguing idea to get involved with charity. And yeah, for anyone listening, you know, who's trying to... Right. Cause I, cause this is an industry focused podcast. I do think we mm-hmm. get a lot of fellow actors, uh, listening to this. So this advice, mm-hmm. listen up everyone. This could be mm-hmm. good, mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. to know. 
I, mm-hmm. I guess, Erica, my question is, what do you think about reality as mm-hmm. kind of the next move for people? Because I that seems that happens, right? You're you're Lisa Renna. Denise Richards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I work in the, the scripted comedy side at NBC. And a lot of the times they'll say, let's get a housewife to do a guest starring role on on this show or, you know, let's we're going to do a sitcom starring, uh, you know, Ramona Singer and, and all of these things. And mm. you just got to know that reality is just a flash in the pan because there's mm. so okay. many reality stars now. I don't take them seriously. I don't meet with them. I don't uh, I don't do okay. anything with them. OK, unless I'm forced to. So I had to do uh, Nene Leaks was on one of our NBC sitcoms right so she's a real housewife of yes. housewife of atlanta she was on a, a show called the new normal that was created by ryan murphy where two gay guys have a little baby mm. and uh she, did she played show up in glee as well did i imagine mm-hmm. she, she sure was did. also on hilarious glee. on glee mm-hmm. yeah okay so it is it's very interesting to take this person who's known for being a reality star and try and you know mm-hmm. pitch them out as if they are an esteemed actor uh and so that was hell and <laughs> mm. <laughs> You don't say that's difficult. <laughs> okay. Huh? Okay. Yeah. That was that was help. So for actors listening, then it, it sounds like it wouldn't be advisable to take a turn as a reality star in hopes of drumming up additional acting work. So that's good. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when you were announced on Dancing with the Stars, did you see a bump in auditions? Uh, no, no, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. And then afterwards, definitely not because we told you really? don't right don't talk to anyone. Yeah. Right. Right. I was kind of on a little little self-imposed house arrest for for some time there. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think people think these this is going to be a quick quick result into uh yeah, getting back there, but unless you're, you know, Melissa Rivers screaming at Donald Trump in in the boardroom, it's not really uh-huh. going to go the way you want. Right. I have to say I did love The Apprentice. I loved Celebrity Apprentice, gosh. Yeah, mm-hmm. I loved Regular Apprentice and then when I became a celebrity, I thought, okay, I could see myself on on Celebrity Apprentice now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to be really willing to do some crazy things if you want to see results yeah. from being on a reality show. And I guess Mullen, in a way, you went crazy, but um, or I'm sorry, you went you went unwell. You were unwell. Thank and, you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I gotta watch my language. Yeah, we um, all have to check our language. Hard. I think it's mm-hmm. so I hard. I'm calling people crazy left, right, and center. I got to work on that. Anyway, I think probably reality TV is not the band-aid that people yeah. think that it can be right. for a absolutely hemorrhaging career. So Right, right. Well, you heard it here, folks. Yeah. Yes. And while you're dishing out wisdom, we did have a question from a listener, and I'd love to have our engineer play that now. Great. Bring it on. Hi, my name is Parker. Um, I think I speak on behalf of just about everyone when I say the behind the scenes stories of the show were as much fun as watching the show. Um, and especially all the sexy escapades and dalliances between cast members and crew members. I seem to recall a certain key grip with a very big C-stand, if you know what I mean. So I wanted to know, are all these sexual rumors true? And I think you guys know the ones I'm talking about and whether they are or not. I mean, how did you guys handle them? So I wonder, do you think they could have heard about me and Derek on the set? Or do you not think that's what she's referring to? Well, she she described it as, you know, kind of very sexy. And I don't... Uh. 
that's kind of not my recollection of y'all too, but you know, back then okay. it was more, right. it was tense and kind of uncomfortable more than right. sexy. And I, okay. I, I pitched, I pitched, pitched any sort of, you know, romance with you or whether it was with your husband or anything like that and nobody cared. So, um. oh shoot. Okay. So gosh. I mean, I'll say Kelly, I think today in, in the age of Dumois or whatever, this could have been huge, oh, you my know, gosh. rumors of your actual husband coming to set and being mad right. and, oh, how and, and say yeah. on Instagram, you did a husband reveal. Like, I think that could have gone really right. big. So it's kind of a function of the times. I think totally. I mean, it's the only reason anyone saw don't worry, darling is because they thought, wow, what's this uh-huh. happening behind the scenes? here. Yeah. The only reason mm-hmm. I guess largely like if anyone was being sexy on set, it was the crew. Mm-hmm. We weren't exactly a part of that. There were some very attractive members of, yeah, the, the key grip who was mentioned, very, very attractive guy. Mm-hmm. I think we all Big know time. which person that was. Right. Maybe we'll have him on the podcast at some point until then. I don't want to blow up his spot, so to speak, but yeah. Talk to us, Erica, about that. And were you happy with the tabloid attention? that we were getting for that brief moment? Were you mad? Well, yeah, I think, uh, you know, we always say all press is good press, you know, even Mm. if it's tabloids, which I think are, you know, uh, a last resort for trying to generate conversation around something. So like I said, we had the pack of rabid dogs was a great run for a while. And, um, you know, the as far as the crew members hooking up, that wouldn't have been something that I I seeded out as I... uh, you know, I, I don't consider crew my kids because they're not my family. So uh, yeah. cast and creators are my family. So crew stuff might have been floating around on message boards, you know, might have mm, yeah. made its way other places. And as far as uh, key grip with a big cock, I'm not sure <laughs> who that was. Oh, no, I think she said C-stand. Yeah, she said C-stand. So you might have maybe misheard that. Right. Yeah, she didn't say cock. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, sure. <laughs> well, I guess my mind is in the gutters, girls. And I Erica, a little bit, I'm a little bit. Hey, you know what? Just because I'm I'm protecting people from being dirty doesn't mean I'm a little dirty myself. You know, right? And that's so fun. Now, I, I you said that you and Diana, at least for a while, were getting wine every Tuesday. Is there someone mm-hmm. significant in your life these days? Are you are you still playing the field as you always love to do? Oh, no, I got married um, in, uh, I guess it would be during the fourth season of the show. I had a big Malibu wedding. A lot of oh, cast was, Gus was there. Diana right. um, yeah. made a, a speech at my rehearsal dinner. Jack Quellen Bissett um, sang and choreographed a beautiful dance um, oh, for so my nice. reception. He's a wonderful dancer. He, his body moves like the wind. And um, so it was a really, it was a really nice time. So I've been married Oh my gosh, what is it now? So that was about 13 years. We have a child, um, a son, who helped me get set up on this uh, podcast. Cause, uh, oh, so that's so nice. Very committed, very happy. You know, of course, I kept my own last name, but his, his last name is Cronkite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't casually take the last name Cronkite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have been a big, a big personality mm-hmm. shift, you yeah, know, right. a, lot of, totally. a lot of that stuff. Erica J. Mm-hmm. 
Kurong kite. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't that. work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm, a, as you know, a huge proponent of hyphenation, but I don't, I don't really see that for you. Mm-hmm. I'm always Erica Jane. Even, you know, yep. I, will, I will always be Erica Jane. There's, there's only one Erica Jane and it's me, you know? Yeah, that's so true. I've never met another. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, it's been such a treat to have you here with us today and just so thankful for your wisdom, for your insight. Is there anything you're working on lately that you would like our listeners to take a peek at? Well, I mean, any NBC comedy, I'm behind the scenes. Right. I'm working. I got I got a lot of kids these days, you know, from mm-hmm. American Auto to Superstore. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes any of the NBC comedies, I, w- I would be plugging those because, you know, network television is not dead yet. Not dead no. yet. Right. Not if you have anything to say about it. And us, too. That new Night Court looks really good. New Night Court. Very happy to have John Larroquette back in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the the little wispy girl from Big Bang Theory is, between the three of us, she's a big bitch. Um, so, uh, <gasps> Oh, my gosh. But she looks so wispy. She's very wispy, right. but... You know, she's bitch. And, uh, you know, so I would say I, I plug in any of those shows and um, Bo and Yang. Mm, right. Yeah. SNL's Bo and Yang. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I don't touch SNL. That's a it's its own beast. Is it? I okay. just I just think that man mm-hmm. is very funny. He brings oh, he so brings talented. about he brings about an essence similar to a Lampanelli where it's just like stand yes. back a star is here an and, undeniable uh, presence about the two mm-hmm. of them for sure yes yeah mm-hmm. hopefully someday our, our our paths will cross oh well, i'm sure of it well thank you so much erica and have a great rest of your day and thanks again for joining us thank you so much girls Thank you so much to all of our listeners. Thank you also to Kelsey Bailey for our logo and to John Purcell for our theme music and for mixing the show. You can follow us at Riding Around Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And send your thoughts and questions to our email address, ridingaroundpod at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate us, and review us anywhere you find your podcasts. And if you leave your favorite Riding Around memory in your review, we'll read it in an upcoming show. Come back and join us next week. We'll have another great episode for you that you won't want to miss. See you then. Hack, hack.